Hello everyone, hope you're well. It's Dr. Chema here to introduce this episode on biohacking. We have the other Chema giving us a brief introduction to biohacking and also sharing some of her protocols. We talk about health span versus lifespan and some of the things we do to increase our health span. I should add a disclaimer here that none of this is medical advice. Always check with your doctor and do your own research. As usual, would love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at getloudpod.ng, on Instagram at getloudpod.ng, and our email address is getloudpod.ng at gmail.com. Enjoy! Hello, my name is Damlola. And my name is Chema. And we're about to get loud. We're friends living and working in Lagos, Nigeria, and this podcast is an extension of our conversations with each other and our friends. The other Choma will be joining us when she's not doctoring. I don't think you're ready. Hello. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> so, why are you getting a random question if I recharge? I'm okay, sorry. No, I'm asking you. Because I feel like. <laughs> You know, fine, just what have you judged? Because Dami likes to be prepared. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to win. Okay, so random question of the day: What have you judged someone for and ended up doing? Please give us a PG story. Oh, no. <laughs> <Ready>? <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> oh my it's god. The fact that I can't, I can't wait for plastic, please. So there's, there's Let's no, leave this. There's no can PG. we leave this alone? There's no what PG version. <laughs> so the, you guys, there's no PG version of it this answer. It was not PG. I can't think of anything. So, what have I judged someone for? I don't know. Am I judgy? I don't think I'm very judgy. I am. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Um, I don't know. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous thing um so most people that know me know that i'm staunchly team indomie is not food but you know what's it it's not all indomie is not food and i judge people actually for eating indomie like what's your problem mm. but you know what's a year <laughs> you have correct. to indulge. The craving has know? hit once, but like very yeah. salty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very salty. Yeah. Al just dente noodles, like chewy, like you yeah. just get into the noodles, you just soothe yeah, the craving. Yeah, just to be there. And so, the reason why um, I'm fully against Indomie is because when we were little, like we fully abused Indomie, fully. I remember there was a weekend. Was it was it a week? No, yeah, it was a full week where my parents weren't home, and for some random reason, because what they would usually do is get someone to come and stay in the house, 
I think maybe my older brother was 16 at the time so I must have been about 14 and they didn't get anyone in we didn't have any help we didn't have any cousins staying and they rung up my dad's younger brother's house asked if the children could come to stay there were about six of them at the time so it was just ten of us in the house ten ten children in the house yes it was as wild as you think it was and in the space of four or five days we decimated several cartons of indomie that was all we ate morning noon and night and so for that reason like i can't i can't do it that's why i don't eat indomie actually but you know once a year it hits and i judge people harshly for eating indomie to the extent where um one of our friends delights in sending me videos of people making indomie i get a video at least once a month my dear indomie bank sometimes i can't even be mad at it <laughs> indomie is not food no it's not food <laughs> it is not also it's i mean i will say that but i will also eat it if i see it <laughs> well there you go Dami, tell us your own, because me, I don't have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Just spit it out. No, I can't spit it out. Ah. You're asking questions, you can't answer. Wow. And you know, you know, again, see, let's not ever do this person in the morning again. (laughs) Because I would have prepared a question that I would have had an answer to. Lovely stuff. But because... I was not prepared. You, you. I just you? picked a question and voila. But Chama's answer was we all judge people for eating indomie, so let's leave it at that. Oh wow, that's such a cop out. But you know, let that now. be let that be the answer yeah, for today's question. Yeah. Well. Let that let that be the answer. Don't it's eat indomie, Sha. It's, not, it's, it's not, not good for you. It's not good for you. <laughs> Funny, that's actually a very good um intro to what we're talking about today. Um, See. Look at that. Can you imagine? You wanted me to answer with look, another answer. Look at that. Look at the way. Imagine if I answer with another answer. We'll no, start wait, I, no, we'll still come back to it now. No. Besides, it should have failed, failed the Bechdel test if I had answered the question. Oh, I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we talking about today, Choma? <clears throat> um, we had a few people ask questions after I believe the intro episode where I mentioned briefly that. I dabble in biohacking and people wanted to hear more about it so that's what we're going to be exploring this week um, but before we get into it I wanted to know what exciting thing happened for you this week because my not own a damn thing. <laughs> I was about to say my own request not a them. damn thing it was spent in bed and then I decided to go into the office yesterday and came back feeling worse than when I went in. So. Oh, sorry. Um. Uh, Not a dumb thing. That thing. Really? Doctor Chum. Not. I passed my life in the UK test. Well done. Okay. Yay! Congratulations. <laughs> so does love- this mean that you are now a? A, a, you're not a UK, you're not, you're not a bona fide UK person. Emphasis on the UK. Soon, I mean, first of all, I have to fork over like over 2,000 pounds to give them to apply for the fucking ILR, but 
I-L-R. When I do, indefinitely, indefinitely leave to remain. So it's like the step before you get your passport. So I have to apply for that first and then have that for a year and then I can get my passport. Oh, so if you pay two thousand dollars, sorry, two thousand pounds now, by July next year you have your passport. Ah, ah, gang, gang. Do you know how long that's taking me to gather the money? I was going to say like time has just gone like that. I feel like it was yesterday that we were packing up your house. And I know. I know. And that's the thing about time. It just like slips away. Because if you're not doing whether you're doing something, whether you're not doing something, oh, time will just be going. It's going. But yes, yes, to the glory to Jesus be my glory. I did that life in UK test, which I thought was very unnecessary. But <laughs> you pass. What what, I, what, what which was the is hardest all question? What was the hardest hardest, hardest question? jumping out? Girl. <laughs> there was one about um which of these has won the brit the formula one contest in recent years something like that as thankfully in I think that... no What's no formula, formula one and oh, that's not nascar it's different from nascar what do you mean it's different it's that the cars are different the tracks are different how is everybody supposed to know that? Uh, <laughs> okay, but okay, okay, but is it the same? Is it the same people? No, no, it's, it's not the same people. Obvious world. Ah, so what's the answer? Hey, Louis Hamilton was inside. Ah, who again racist for him? I'm like, bro. <laughs> no, but why? Why did I think he does NASCAR? So what's the one that they're always going to Dubai and Spain? <laughs> that is Formula One. NASCAR is a completely American now. thing. This is American exceptionalism in action. Yes. <laughs> well, apologies to nobody. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I was supposed to know that, but so I guess it's good to know. <laughs> I mean, we will talk about NASCAR. I mean, nobody. I had no like it. Okay. Well, I guess they are different. So what yes, was the easiest yes. question? Uh, I think there was what day is Jesus, the death of Jesus Christ celebrated? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Friday? Is it not Friday? Good, Good Friday. Ah, why is that a, a a life in the UK question? Because because the UK is what they call it historically, I be traditionally Christian. Yeah. So you're supposed to know like holidays. Oh, they even ask other they ask, actually ask other religions or they would ask something like who celebrates diwali uh when is easter celebrated who are the page those patron saints wanted to kill me really? as in patron saint of i had to remember well so all the diff, all the nations have their own patron saints Ireland. and they celebrate them on different days mm -hmm. and you're supposed to know who is okay. the patron saint of England, Ignore, as well England. as what flower, what flower is England associated with? Uh -huh. My dear, they I said it was. How many countries are in the United Kingdom? What is what is three or is four? Four. 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 Anyway, please let's not make this about. <laughs> I'm going to learn something new. Okay, all right. So <laughs> you can have that conversation with her off camera. Anyway, cool. uh, yeah, um, 
I feel like this isn't going to be very long because to be very honest, from my own perspective, it has a way of it's it's very wide ranging. Mm-hmm. But not everything is relevant to us. As with anything, you have the extreme not cases. You have the people that dip you know, just dip a toe Double. in the waters. And then you have the people that are somewhere in the middle. Um I think I cannot qualify as dipping my toe in the waters anymore. But we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So for anybody who doesn't know what biohacking is, None it is <laughs> well, we don't know who's listening. It is um it's essentially self experimentation. Um people who biohack are essentially trying to um optimize the way that their bodies function or to get their bodies to function in the most efficient way possible so um where do we start from how did you get into biohacking to start with so i've always been interested in life hacking in terms of which is a whole other thing in terms of productivity hacks um being able to fix things efficiently or being able to make things out of almost nothing to make my life easier so (coughs) from i think it was at uni trying to find better ways to study because first year was a lark like we're just having fun um and then we get into second year and life got real i'm like okay i need to actually get my shit together and i think i found this guy called um carl newport he's very popular in the study guide world uh that must have been 2006 i think and he had this study blog where he used to talk about different hacks um for doing better with school and whatever they really worked and it was things like trying to get my grade up on essays how to write the most efficient essays and things like that so over the years i've really been into like finding hacks to make my work output fantastic and so i think that it's important to get into that background because it gives you an idea of the mindset that would have led me into biohacking somewhere in 2012 or so i start to find these blogs about um, people who were on the keto diet and how they were using it to um, solve things like blood sugar issues dental issues um dental issues yeah someone reversed a lot of cavities with the keto diet but it was a very specific protocol that involved um pure grass-fed butter uh a lot of a lot of sorry yes. cavities in your teeth no but it's caused by demineralization so people generally they tell you that you cannot remineralize your teeth but over the years a lot of studies have been done and with people experimenting like i said biohacking is not medicine it's not medical science as it were it's people hearing different things from different cultures different backgrounds and trying it out on themselves and seeing whether or not 
it would work for them and you have more and more people talking about the things that they're doing that are working for them which is leading to other people also experimenting with that thing and it's actually working for them now we have to say at this point none of this is medical advice i am not your doctor um i i I defined it as self-experimentation. So <laughs> sound like a literature teacher right now. With a grain of salt. Everything with a grain of salt. Um because I mean truth be told, we I have this I have this disposition towards medicine and doctors. No offense, my love. Um <laughs> because everything has everything is subjective to an extent even though a doctor has been trained to treat you in a certain way a lot of it is through the lens of their own lived experience um and there's only so much i can say to someone in a consultation you can't get my full a full picture of what my life is like to be able to make that informed decision you're literally the doctor is literally going based off of what i'm telling them so what if i'm holding back on certain things or yeah, you know. it's supposed to go regularly so that eventually you can't hide anything uh, congratulations Abby? to them no, but, th- but, that, but that's but that's the uh, point i'm giving consistency now, Abby. Okay, okay so mm. and then the other side of it is i really don't like taking medicines because um i mean i don't like I just generally don't like taking medicine and a lot of things have um, a lot of manufactured medicines should I say have very interesting side effects um, so I would rather mitigate against a lot of these by going the natural path and that's not to say you know roots and leaves and whatnot. <laughs> not, I'm, not, I'm not that I'm not that natural yet <laughs> excuse me but before you continue, mm-hmm. isn't that in essence? No, it's not. That that's why I'm trying to lay all this background to say that yes, it's not traditional medicine, but it also doesn't have to be, you know, roots and sticks and leaves, you know. Um, so there are different classifications in this. You have those that are called grinders. They are the ones that are into the biotech. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, um, you said grinders and my mind went to grinder. Okay, congratulations. I sound like a child right now. Okay, go on. So, um, so grinders. grinders are those that actually do body modification um, <laughs> with tech. So there's a story of a guy that put a magnet in his travers to act in as what? in his travers to act as a ear thing. Okay, the small part the of the small his, that little flappy ear. bit in front of your ear mm-hmm. to act as a uh, um, earphones because I mean, what's the component of a speaker or an earphone? Yeah, it's not just magnets. Now. It is a different kind of magnet. Like so, it's uh, it transmits electromagnetic signals that amplify sound. So that's I'm what so how that's much. supposed to work. Um, there's uh, people implant microchips in their body. Uh, we have oh, there's, there's a story of a guy that puts um, a chip between his thumb and fourth finger that he can use to open doors. Um, he has basically programmed it to be like a wallet. He can make payments with it. He can do any number of things. But why I said you know that doesn't apply to this conversation is because there are a lot of ethical considerations in that. Where where do you draw the line? 
in body modification you know uh, at what point does it become or can you weaponize a person that is looking at it from a governmental perspective why would the government think i'm a threat if i have um modified myself in this way do you see what i mean so there are a lot of ethical considerations there and that's why i said that's not the subject of wait this sorry but, yeah, but isn't there but what is the reason why they're modifying their bodies is it to is it like just to make life easier or to human beings are a curious species like they just want to know that something is possible Maybe like six 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 scream <laughs> <laughs> Squib. <laughs> um <laughs> wow okay and then you have the the um you have those that are into uh how do i say this one? i mean when i say drugs yes people are using actual class a drugs to modify their performance Oh, you mean like Adderall and Coke? Adderall isn't class A. It's not class A. So which one is class A? Cocaine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, fascinating stuff. If you There is a Google page about Hitler's doctor and it lists all the things that this man had Hitler on. I said there's no read. Like, look, you can't convince me that that's not why that guy... I mean, he had issues, obviously. But his neuroticism, if that's the word, um could only have been exacerbated by all the things that this guy had him on he was on amphetamines he was on heroin he was on cocaine he was doing for, for what to enhance what exactly focus <laughs> to performance sexual performance apparently the guy was i want to see people on coke that don't sleep so yeah yeah i get that so what I he mean... used to do he used to cycle him through different substances throughout the day so if he needed to focus in the morning he would give him something like maybe cocaine or some meth i mean remember um, I, I worked at a big force so, and then he would you know um, hello l even here <laughs> we're in lagos are we not l-o-l <laughs> <laughs> don't get ice cream <laughs> So he yeah, will cycle him onto like uppers and then downers to bring him back down and then he had different things but look it was a whole situation. So there are people who take performance enhancing stuff. You see it everywhere in sports, like you said, in finance. <laughs> Our brethren. You know, um, sidebar, I've always considered I mean I guess you know, I, I don't I, I don't I don't compete what's the word professionally in sports uh-huh. but i have also wondered like if i for instance took a steroid like would would i be able to play tennis better like you know when i'm doing the leg work in boxing like will i all of a sudden get it like it actually so it, it's not so the skill it's not going to give you skill it's going mm-hmm. to give you stamina it's mm-hmm. going to give you endurance mm-hmm. you're going to feel you're not going to be as fatigued mm-hmm. as if you weren't on it. So um, I and just because you for three hours, you have ability. So it's now up to you what you use that pump to do, how you utilize it. So it's like, for yeah. instance, um, I know that in the morning you can probably get to work and do your work, but then caffeine. exactly that's exactly where I was going because caffeine is also um, used for biohacking. 
what you are talking about is exactly biohacking. Okay, so which one, 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 so so here is the thing and in fact i, I will share a thread with you on twitter where this guy he's a doctor he just finished his residency and he put out his protocol for how he managed to come out of residency looking younger fitter <laughs> and you know overall more <laughs> but yeah coffee was micro not micro dosing dosing his coffee was a part of it so he had specific times for taking the coffee the quantities what quantity he would take based on whatever his day looked like so if he was doing like a 48 hour shift for instance when he would take the he would plan it out when he would take the coffee for what reason he's taking that coffee um, because he, he likened it to and it was only coffee he was using no this that's one element of a protocol okay we are okay. talking a full like when i say protocol like all the things that you do to achieve that goal that you have set for yourself so let's really back in a little bit um biohacking essentially is i've set a goal for myself and i've decided that these are the steps i'm going to take to achieve that goal and it could be anything and what people don't realize day to day especially in this current time is that everybody does it on a level oh my skin isn't great i'm going to buy xyz product because i've heard that it does xyz and i'm going to change the appearance of my skin that is biohacking because you are changing the current situation or your face or your body or whatever it is exercise is a biohack people do it to change their physique yes you are changing how you look some people do it to optimize their health because maybe they know that they have a history of hypertension in their family or maybe diabetes and they've heard that working out is um, good for improving your chances of not getting those things that is biohacking you have i mean there's a lady on youtube for instance she's been using retinol on her face every day for 15 years she looks to be 25 but this woman is 50 something every day but you're not supposed to use it every day are you you build tolerance that's why they tell you not to use because it irritates the skin that's the only reason really i use my retinol every night yeah yeah so when you start out if you use it every day it can be irritating so it's up to you it's only because it's irritating that's why they say to build tolerance if you don't mind looking patchy or you know skin peeling or whatever sure you use it every day i i go through periods of using it every day and maybe once every few months like because i really don't use shit mm. like that but um yeah so those are all the different ways that you could potentially um implements hack your biology you know thank you biohacking on the day to day um but like i said there's there's nothing special i feel like um oh there was one group of people i wanted to talk about as well you distracted me with your grinder analogy um they're the people who do this for longevity um, oh. again they are not the subject of this talk i do ah. not ah, no 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 i don't i don't believe that longevity should be a goal because truth is um people forget that optimizing your physical health as a goal to live 
longer. Quote, quote unquote longer or be immortal. It's only one aspect of life. Life uh, has a mental there's a mental aspect to it, there is a social good. aspect to it. You get good. to a certain age, everybody in your life has died. What? Why are you still here? Yeah, but I'm sure that they're not hacking their biology to live for two hundred no, years. No, no, that's what they want. They, that's so that's what they're trying to immortal. You didn't see the thing about the guy that does um, that transfuses his son's blood into himself to live forever. Oh God! No, I didn't. I yeah. didn't see that. Oh yeah, how, he's how, been doing it for years. So how how long? Do Why? You expect to? I don't know, but he doesn't look any better for it. He looks like a sallow, chewed up piece of leather. I'm, to I'm, say, to him, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I was say blood alone. But he like, spends something like two million dollars a year on different treatments. Um, and procedures, not such okay. Let's leave people that want to live forever. But <laughs> this is why I said, if I want to live for a reasonable amount of time, there are things that you okay, can do, so, and that's going that's the so, meat of what we're going to be oh, discussing okay. today. Yeah, because I only I only just started to, I guess, this this conversation prompted me to look into the longevity thing and I was like hmm this is interesting especially considering that this whole life thing is a fucking lottery yep. it's a lottery yep. like you can do avoid all mm-hmm. the avoid yeah one day I'll still come and give you one diagnosis that I don't know where it came from Abobi, you can step out in the streets and a car will knock you down do you get you are going to that no so i'm just like this sounds like a lot of stress my dears to be honest it's not worth now they can disappear Um, and then there's the mental health aspect of it you if you become obsessive about you know certain things it will start to impact other areas of your life right yep and you are essentially becoming reliant on these uppers and downers to maintain a balance in your mood where where do you draw the line then you have the i mean on the social side outside of everybody you know dying like regardless of how much you try to push back time these effects are still going to catch up with you so your mental is not going when you get to that point is not going to be able to deal with these changes actually catching up with you so it will be interesting in the next 10 20 years to see how these people um resolve these issues but again like i said not the focus of this conversation but it's an interesting thing to to think about yeah it is definitely where i wanted to channel this was in a more general sense like to speak about maintaining like optimal health obviously we are all bio individual in that our bodies are unique systems so what works for one person might not work for the other but there's like a baseline for everybody where um, you can achieve what is quote-unquote optimal health and to be honest there's nothing new under the sun like there's nothing that we are going to say it's it's things that you've always heard is things it's, that you actually think that it's oh, things that we've always done traditionally. Yep, it's exactly. things that how we started. Yep. And you're probably you know. not consistent with it. That's why you're not seeing like... Because I know that that's what my issue is. Like I get very hype about something after two weeks, maybe a month. I'm like, I beg. <laughs> I don't have power for this. But um, consistency and 
implementing obviously and tweaking which is why it's hacking is what will get you quote unquote Further. the result that you're looking for um so we i don't know we hear very often about metabolic syndrome and how it's the biggest killer in today's society sorry um, we hear metabolic some people have syndrome. never heard of metabolic hey, I'm about syndrome to do it to you. I'm about to ask her, who, the to, she to said it to us. we hear very often I'm no like, no if you, i mean if you go to the hospital and they're talking to you about oh maybe your blood pressure is a little bit elevated once once and the next thing they'll start talking about metabolic syndrome it's and not I, true I, not, it's not I true not i haven't mentioned metabolic syndrome everybody i've seen here has done it i don't know what it is and i'm talking at least three or four doctors um so <coughs> i don't know dr chama maybe you can give us a little background on metabolic the the thing i saw that really um caught me out was that they said they see um 1.5 million new cases of metabolic syndrome in nigeria every year and i'm like it's it's a lot of people of all, but in the context the of exactly in, in the context of the number of people in this country it doesn't sound real not even doesn't it doesn't need to sound real we have no central database that collects misinformation excuse them very much which is it is it a obayende primary health care center that is uploading the information they should please apply I mean, even general this, hospital we do we have they don't do we have electronic they records, don't have records. Fine, i just i just googled clinics. it and that that that's is what, what is on google yeah, yeah more than 1.5 million yeah. cases per year in nigeria yeah so <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe it's the people that are reporting it that have allowed this number to come about because i would say the number is way higher than that from observation I, I would agree with that yeah but anyway for general um knowledge uh metabolic syndrome is supposedly um characterized by high blood pressure high blood sugar excess body fat around the waist abnormal cholesterol levels and an increased risk in, for heart attacks and stroke so with all of them together it could be any combination but these yeah. are the characteristics of it so basically if your waist is thick yeah if you have high blood sugar mm -hmm. uh -huh. that's enough for you to qualify for this is it a disease or just a syndrome it's a syndrome so it's just a cluster of, of symptoms of or symptoms. risk factors so i mean all of nigeria i was going to say all of human <laughs> beings except maybe the people that you know the gym bros Even but the gym still bros, do they know what their blood pressure okay, is okay i guess I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> that everybody has at least high blood pressure or high or high blood sugar or fat around the waist mm -hmm. anyway anyway so um nothing about okay <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, talk your shit okay super, <laughs> So for our purposes, if we focus on this in that um, the majority of people are more likely to have one or more of these risk factors, and um, we can then look at it from the angle of how do you manage these things without medical intervention. Uh, 
again i want to ring this alarm i am not your doctor i'm not saying don't go to your doctor i'm not saying don't listen to your doctor do what your doctor is saying you should do but there are things that you can do to optimize the treatment that you are receiving for instance exercise we keep saying how oh you know you have to work out nobody saying you should go to the gym nobody said you should sign up for the gym nobody said you should gotta be what? lifting a, a 200 kg uh. on top of a barbell on top of you know <laughs> like these clowns that we're seeing all over social media um something as simple as taking a walk is you know and people you know you have a lot of research going into walking right now because people are saying that it's better for you than running in terms of joints health joints health um, because you don't put as much pressure on your knees and your ankles as if you were running and you still get the same effects in terms of um, the impact on your metabolism and things like that and some people are actually doing i've seen some emerging research around um how it facilitates muscle building um mm. but it's very new stuff so uh, we're not going to get into that but having said that strength training is still very important because especially for women um osteoporosis is a real thing um that can happen when you get older and that is loss of bone density and there's been research into it that shows that strength training helps improve your chances of not um losing bone density also yeah. as we age we lose a lot a lot of body um muscle mass and muscle that's mass. why you get um a lot of older people looking frail and not able to lift heavy things or even get around as easily so strength training can be fantastic for maintaining independence for as long as possible because it helps you maintain your um your muscle mass and we've you know there there are some outliers out there where you have people who start strength training in their 60s and their 70s, some in their 80s, and you see fantastic um, improvements in, in their quality of life, in the way that it helps them to, again, maintain independence. I know old people's homes aren't very common in this part of the world, but um, I don't know, I just, the idea of not being able to do for myself makes me uh -huh. very... Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It makes me very anxious. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I can't imagine, you know, not being able to shower or not being able to feed myself because I can barely lift a spoon. The flip side of that is, do I really want to live that long? But that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, so, so why are you hacking your biology? So, health span versus lifespan. That's mm, the answer. There's that. Yes, that's a fantastic You're answer, answering actually. for her dr choma no but she's she's well, literally just, just giving a concise answer so for me it started as oh there's an aspect of my life that i want to improve i've only just now started looking at it holistically prior to now and like i've mentioned in previous episodes it was pretty much about pcos because i was trying to manage those symptoms right so in researching that i was looking at all the ways that i could mitigate certain aspects of the syndrome 
irregular periods what do i need to do and the thing that opened my eyes to that which is another biohack that is very common and people do but don't realize what they're doing whole 30. so my friend convinced me to do whole 30 with her a few years ago um i wasn't very strict with it i think i only did strict whole 30 for 19 days out of 30 and i shit you not i got a period after just over a year what's 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 whole 30 that's what's only grains no sugar so whole 30 yeah. no grains no sugar no, no grains yes. so no rice no rice no grains no sugar no alcohol potato. no msg potato. you will eat potato you will eat potato, potato. <laughs> ah. you know the beauty of it i, I ate eba at least five or six days a week it was a beautiful stuff. But I yeah. think that's what probably what green? I did as well. Is that not a green? That's no. It's a root. My dear, green. So, green with so uh, no rice, corn. No rice, no corn. Yes, sir. No pasta. Mm-mm. No, seriously, what are you supposed to eat? There's lots to eat. Like what? Everything. Hey, tell me now. So potato. a typical day for more potato. <laughs> you don't have to eat potato. For so all the vegetables I'm, that you can you, eat. Any vegetables. So what I used to do, I would do all my prep on the weekends. It doesn't would, exclude meat, does it? No. That's your core. So I would um hmm. grill some chicken, maybe make a bolognese or a curry, chicken curry. I really enjoyed having curries that period um so i would have like two or three protein sources i would prep them on the weekend and then i'd have roasted veggies and um maybe i i had yam pottage here and there mashed potatoes were a thing um so i would typically have eggs in the morning with roast veggies and then in the afternoon maybe like roast chicken with mash no legumes no legumes <laughs> no. No that beans, mean wait no. well you know you were here when we did this whole 30 now weren't you not, i think i had no pasta or no rice and i was like this this this, this drop me no out alcohol. no but the truth is um as in like for th- you didn't even say seven days no, 30 you days. know 30 days the truth, the truth is after the first after the first nine ten days you don't crave any of these things no pancakes no very. she has mixed she makes mix on the weekend and keeps in the fridge Ooh, like i said before I like there that. are three things that spark joy food food wise and I, I always have them either consistently in my fridge or on, rot- or on rotation pancake mix pasta and naan bread so now you're telling me oh, that wow. okay so i can eat naan bread at least no sir why not <laughs> what are you making me for grains they're grains 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 so what oh, and a eat? core and a core um a core rule i don't i don't like to use that word but a core rule for whole 30 is that you cannot um you cannot make a compliant substitute so you can't make like an almond flour pancake for instance i i I don't even do that i would no i'm just saying like so you can't what was the last thing you asked 
if you could have non bread non bread okay so maybe there you have like maybe there's a gluten-free alternative that you could use <sighs> coconut flour for instance you can't do that sounds like it would taste horrible anyway <laughs> scream no msg so no seasoning cubes or any of that you know, I, no. I feel like even that part is even okay. Anyway, continue. This is this is distressing. So no, so the idea here is that um, we're exposed to a lot of um, toxins and a lot of by toxins I mean you know how they say that food has um, phytotoxins when they're in the wild. It's how they protect themselves from you know being eaten by predators. We are the apex predator so those things are going to have an impact on it. that's why we have things like gluten intolerance or lactose intolerance and things like that um so the idea is that you exclude all these things for 30 days cleanse it out of your system and then you start a reintroductory period over 10 days which i don't think is sufficient because i feel like um it should be two weeks for everything so that you see the impact that it has on you and then you make a decision whether or not you're going to reintroduce it into your lifestyle um so for instance when we did it the first time i remember the first day i ate rice after that bloody hell i thought i was going to die um it was a lot of stomach it, it, it almost felt like food poisoning um there was a lot of stomach cramps um bloating it just it was uncomfortable i think rice was the only thing that i struggled with but i didn't do like a proper reintroduction in the sense that oh i didn't just wait and do reintroduce grains like gluten wheat whatever and then reintroduce dairy oh dairy you can't have any dairy so no milk no yogurt no <laughs> okay, well, uh, I mean, like, definitely not for you. No, I, like, it. I actually enjoyed the first one. But it's funny because even though I say I enjoyed the first one, I've never been able to do it again. Why not? When you're doing whole 75, I mean, 75 hard. 75 hard is not the same. 75 hard is a completely no, different. different thing. What's it's different? not food related, it's about building mental stamina, mental resilience. Is that also a, a, a way of biohacking? Yes, it is actually. <laughs> I like how Chema has really defined this biohacking. Because honestly, I'd never thought of it that broadly. I thought of it quite specifically towards you're trying to fix this particular thing using this particular protocol. Yeah. But yeah, like I guess there is like this. Yeah. Exactly. You're optimizing your life. So like if we use 75 hard as an example now, you are supposed to do two 45 minute workouts every day, right? <laughs> For the 75 days. The workout that we them must happen. be outside. So that brings up. Uh, my, my, my first question was must it be two separate workouts? Two separate, workouts? two separate workouts. What can I do two at once? So, as in, I have to divide it, I have to do okay, one in the morning and one in the night. It doesn't, the timing yeah. is not specified. You just have to do two separate workouts. One, well, one has to be. I outside. guess you can all see why I have, I have not participated in any of so, these. Pardon me. So, from a biohacking <clears throat> perspective, I can now, now I can see what he's trying to achieve. So, one aspect of biohacking that um, people take into consideration is your circadian rhythm 
Now, mm. the circadian rhythm is supposed to be governed by the sun. So, if it's off, that's when you start to have issues like, oh, you can't sleep at night because you're dysregulated. You haven't gotten appropriate sun exposure to tell your body that it is time to do a certain thing, right? So, from this perspective, it would look like getting up early and getting first light as light. early morning ex sun exposure. So, maybe like 10 minutes. No sunscreen, no sunglasses. Apparently, those aren't those are antithetical to actual biohacking. Um, so no sunscreen because it blocks the rays that you are supposed to be getting. Oh, you mean the vitamin D rays? N- they're different. So <laughs> UVA and B um, light. There's also the light spectrum that affects you. So now we see, we hear a lot of people talking about blue light and how it can make you um, disrupt your sleep. How it affects your sleep. Now there's a certain wavelength of blue light that we get from the sun that is actually necessary for body processes. So it's not all blue light that is bad. It's the artificial blue light after hours because it makes you think that it's still daytime. Do you see what I mean? So getting that mm-hmm. first, um, that exposure to first light tells your body it's time to wake up. It's time to get moving. It's time to get going. Right? So people are the ones that are not morning people. I was about to ask, like, why do I want to get moving at first light? Like, what is the motivation? Really? Honestly. I think that's why really it why. might not apply to you. So all of this is not a prescription. It is just what is out there in the research literature in the experimentation that other people are doing there are ways of um and this is why it's hacking there are ways of hacking it to suit your purposes because now you know that this is a thing you can apply it to you in whatever way shape or form to achieve your own goals right Mm. so that first you can decide that your own morning starts by 10 a.m and collect that you sunshine at night. Funny enough, you know how people say ten o'clock sun is the vitamin D sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, no, it's at noon, high noon, between twelve and two. That really, really the hot one, sun. The one that, the one that I did not know that there was a. I didn't know there was a time frame. Yeah, there's there's timing to sun exposure. So this is the this now, is the thing. Wow. Um, and then, so you want to get first light, you uh, want to get this high noon, science and you want to now. get no, night time. <laughs> you want to get that nighttime exposure. So as the sun is setting, you want to not just get sun exposure, but be looking towards the horizon because it signals your brain that the day is ending and you need to start winding up. <laughs> and it will help you get better sleep, apparently. And I will not lie to you. In the, I tried it out when I read it for about two weeks. The quality of sleep I got in those two weeks, let me tell you, even if I have to sit by a window, I will sit by a window to get some of so those rays. You, you, as the sun is rising, you'll be outside. You know, you know, basically, you yes, just, uh, you shall yes. be outside, let the sun touch you, mm-hmm. and then Mid-day. as the sun in the middle of the day, let yeah. the sun touch you, yeah. and then as the sun is setting, let the sun touch you, yeah. No, small sun salutation. No, no, <laughs> 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 so 
yes, like I said, controversially, there there's now a subset of people who are saying that sunscreen is bad for you because it doesn't um, allow you to absorb the full spectrum of sun rays. And they're linking it to, obviously, melanin production, which there's a whole other subset of research around melanin and cancer prevention. Um, that's a whole other world. Um, your eyes, eye health. Someone was talking about how he reversed um, issues with his eyes. I think he was short-sighted by sun exposure and um, what was the other thing? Okay. He had a whole protocol. And there's, there's been people that have um, done the same, that have said it worked for them. Because apparently we have melanocytes, am I saying that correctly, in the mm -hmm. eyes, and sun exposure increases their um, efficacy, efficiency, whatever, and can improve um, your eyesight. So that's that's that with circadian I mean, if, rhythm. If nothing, this, this explains why when I started working at that big four, I started using glasses. Because you weren't getting any sun <laughs> yeah, at all. You were a beach lights. baby before. Exactly. And all of a sudden, you stopped going to the beach. Well, I started walking 11 to 11, or 7 to 11. Mm -hmm. But that's mm -hmm. that that's So, so I, what, I, what I, I want to ask about um, magnesium, you know, and the supplements that you take, and how, why, where. So, I didn't want to get very much into the supplements in this at all because I don't want to be prescriptive. Like I said, I you just tell us your I own just, experience. You've given your caveats. Yeah. Anybody that okay. tries to go and use us, I, I will get into what I'm taking and why I'm taking it. But I just want to say very important. Like, is not your doctor. Based, no, no, no. That's not even what I wanted to say. Based on what we've said up to now, people really just need to sit with themselves, see what it is they want to work on, do some research, and then work back from there. Like, that's the only way to make it work for you. But to what you were saying about magnesium, I will put my hand up. I'm a magnesium evangelist. I'm always telling people to get magnesium because... Mm. So I was listening to an episode of um, Diary of a CEO, which... Um, actually made something make sense to me i'm trying to organize my thoughts um okay so she said something about how men have a 24-hour cycle the way that i assume you, you you said that we will see you and i just assumed we we're about to say something a man said oh no he interviewed dr is her name Mindy? The one that rides fasting like a girl. No, I don't know that one. Um, I think she's called Mindy Peltz. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, anyway, so she, she does a lot of research into um, the female anatomy and optimizing it and all of that. So... She, she talked about how men have a 24-hour cycle and women have a 28-day on average cycle. So men follow the sun cycle and women follow the moon cycle. So in her opinion, if you master these 
cycles you can optimize the way you function in your day-to-day so we're not going to talk about men because it's not our business we don't know them we don't know their system but for the sake of the men that are listening she suggests zinc for optimizing testosterone which is Mm -hmm. Hormone. hormone for men um, to be honest, if somebody comes with infertility, we prescribe zinc. Okay. So yeah, so, I guess makes sense. And for you, what that looks like is putting some bass in your voice, putting some swag in your step, you know, getting get your hairline right. <laughs> it will help your life. So that's for you. So for my ladies, let me speak to what I know. <laughs> so for us, um, magnesium is the key. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Micronutrients. Micronutrients. So- Thank you very much. That um, that helps in the production of our sex hormones, so estrogen and progesterone. Um, and so to optimize everything that concerns you, because a lot of them are um, governed by these hormones, you want to get your magnesium up. Now, that's not why I advocate for magnesium personally i have seen it level out my mood it has been fantastic for um pulling me out of certain depressive um episodes i found that because i was looking at a few people who were talking about um, dealing with anxiety with depression and a lot of them found that taking a thousand milligrams of magnesium every day turned that flip that around for them um, to a very very large extent a lot of them dose higher than a gram a day but i mean that's a very expensive proposition and i'm sorry i'm not doing that but okay just just pause isn't so isn't magnesium used as a laxative in surgery Magnesium can have laxative effects, especially. Um, I think it's a different citrate. form. Especially yeah, magnesium citrate, which is the better absorbed it version. It is the most bioavailable um, version, yes. But a lot of people suggest um, magnesium glycinate as an alternative. It can have laxative effects. What they suggest is starting at a lower dose and building up tolerance what, what does um, what does laxative effect mean you begin to turn it four times a day what's the name of that stuff no, yeah that one you know when you drink it you leave it in the toilets yeah no, no. <laughs> That's it. no okay I'm, I'm clarifying for myself of course so if i drink one cup of coffee i will go to the bathroom to pee at least mm-hmm. twice Mm-hmm. in the next yeah, two hours it's a diuretic yeah. yes yeah. so sugar is the opposite it is the so other so basically we're taking a shit four times a day i mean <laughs> elimination why not if you you know this is that another is, thing that, that is you can't um, go out oh, i forget the name of this you can't um, sleep over Sorry, if you've built tolerance to it, so you will not be doing the, the, the business. <laughs> Continue what you're saying, please, Joe. <laughs> You just reminded me of this other lady that I was listening to. Um, 
she was talking about how constipation is actually a serious problem for a lot of women. Um, I don't have the problem. So now, if I don't add a laxative, going somewhere. if I add laxative to the mix, stop interrupting. Do you see points. my? I just want to. You don't. Going. No, I don't see your points. So for a lot of perimenopausal and menopausal women, apparently constipation is a very major issue for them because part of it could be diet they're not getting enough fiber in their diet the other part of it also is changes in um, their body as a result of um, changes in their hormone levels and whatnot so she finds that a lot of she works particularly with menopausal women and she found that a lot of them were either lacking in magnesium or it was just their hormones throwing their body off um, so supplementation really helps as well as getting their fiber up and now in saying getting your fiber up what just occurred to me is that green leafy vegetables are one of the key sources of magnesium and so it makes sense that if i'm saying to someone get your fiber up and you're eating vegetables for fiber like magnesium could be like i just made that connection in my head just now uh, magnesium could be the driving factor there anyway what is that face <laughs> Ah, I said this one is high level scientific <laughs> kitchen scientist <laughs> I love it so much um, but yeah uh, so so that's that's magnesium uh, so that's why it was important for me not just the mood boosting aspect of it but managing um, hormonal imbalances as a result of PCOS and like I said in whatever episode where I get into it um since i started like actively um supplementing magnesium i've had a period every single month this year so that was my focus for this year so that's why i said biohacking for me has never been about you know it, it hasn't really been holistic i've just been looking at it from the perspective of this particular syndrome that i'm trying to manage um and there was someone else who i follow who posted how she takes magnesium for her migraines and it's basically oh i don't know well, made them disappear should have led with that that's interesting yeah i mean again i'm not speaking as an observer huh. yeah nice. so it's not something i i have experienced i mean and good <laughs> the interesting thing about all of this is yesterday well like leading up to this i was looking up um not exactly biohacking i entered longevity longevity side of things <laughs> and i was just thinking how a lot of these like <laughs> i'm not even being anyhow there's so many things that you said that if the question comes to me i says i'll be like mm, how cute <laughs> so nice not available on the nhs there, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not available in nigeria magnesium is one yeah. of the difficult things to find here you will be shocked it's so hard to find um i saw you guys look before the other day expensive as well it's about ten thousand for a 30-day supply um no i just did a quick jumia search and the cheapest is 12.5 well, for magnesium citrate to five to up to fifty thousand naira. That is actually wow. in the pharmacy is about eight five to ten thousand for a thirty day supply. Maybe maybe I'll be sending to you. 
I'll be selling to you guys. <laughs> you know, I, I was ready for that to drop because I was like, hey, you know, I have considered going into the supplement <laughs> markets because apparently the margins in those markets mm, will we'll talk offline. No worry. Somebody did a somebody did a um, guide on how to get mm-hmm. into the supplements business. Uh-uh. Where you find all this? How you even get to all these places? Find out. Because sometimes I'm like, bro, how? Where? What were you looking for? How did you reach there? No. I mean, I'm in the market for adult gummy bears, so you know. <laughs> Everybody and it's the one that is worried. Not vitamins, not the weed ones. Vitamins, the gummy bear vitamins. They are gummy bears now. <laughs> okay, noted. Sheesh. <laughs> Shall not run this pee like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious though. I've I've considered it, and the way they were breaking it down, the money to enter is not it's not plenty like that. Anyway, so um, outside of that, I also take omega threes which are supposed to help with inflammation um now when we were talking earlier about metabolic syndrome a lot of it well some of the research suggests that a lot of it is to do with inflammation in the body um what's inflammation just like a swelling just your body feeling uh what's the word now how what other word can i use it's not swelling always if you like your joint is inflamed it can be swelling but it's let's say irritation mm. or maybe cells that mm. sort of thing and they're just you know acting funny and yeah. releasing other chemicals that basically send your body into a something is going on something is going on something is going on oh i see so um one of it's been part of some of the research i've been reading suggests that um one of the leading causes of inflammation is increased levels of cortisol um yeah which can be as a result of stress so yes stress management is super key because elevated cortisol can lead to elevated insulin and if that happens over an extended period of time you start having issues with insulin resistance where your body needs to produce more insulin to be able to process you know the blood sugars and then it's not even reacting in that way anymore and now you are having diabetes in your face and it's <laughs> a whole situation so stress management yeah, diabetes in your face. As in diabetes, just diabetes you, looking at you. <laughs> and so you know, these are the issues. Wake up, um, yeah. Stress management. <laughs> Finish throwing. I told you this early morning something. <laughs> You'll be fine. Stress management is really important. Um, so what could that look like? It could look like it could look like going for a walk. You know, burning up excess. Um. I was going to say excess capacity, but then the question would be capacity for what? You know when a concept is in your head and like the words just disappear. But like going for a walk can help you use up the excess um, glucose in your bloodstream. And so there's nothing for, which can bring down the levels of insulin. It's also um, 
relaxing if you if you're not going for a workout and i'm going for exercise you know it can be relaxing so that will help bring down cortisol as well it could be anything like meditation breath work um i find mm -hmm. that very useful for me uh, sometimes if i'm in an anxious state at work i can say a decade of the rosary and that's very calming for me or um you know breath work before i go to bed because sometimes my mind is just racing and i'm not able to calm down enough to sleep so you know it's a quick four count four counts in four count exhale you know um it could be yoga if you're that way inclined it could be just sitting down and looking and just trying not to move so quickly into the next thing and the next thing because we find that life our lives are very fast-paced um these days and we very rarely take the time to stop and just mm -hmm. um it could be picking up a hobby whatever it is I mean, every single one of us here crochets. Hi, um, <laughs> gang, gang. Um, that could be calming. It could be gardening. It could be dancing. Whatever it is for you, like you know, just to manage stress. Laughter is supposed to be good for um, managing cortisol as well. Um, so maybe put on a comedy, whatever. Laugh, have a good time. Um, so. I started off talking about inflammation because I said I was taking omega-3. So I take that to manage inflammation. Vitamin E is supposed to be good for that as well. I haven't added it to my protocol, so I cannot speak to it, but I have my eye on it. It's also supposed to be good for um, oxidative stress, which can also be a cause of inflammation. Um, oh. oxidative stress. Yeah. Oxidative stress. <laughs> My dog is just here laughing and smiling. I'm just like, yeah. oxidative stress? So, um, why do you use or why do, why do people use vitamin C in their skincare routine? I don't know. I don't use it. You've never used it. You yeah, didn't do, 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 do anything so, for you. Okay. So, so essentially, um, we have we our bodies are impacted by the pollution in our environment in the sense that um uh i don't know how to explain this in layman's terms I'm something about free radicals that can cha cause changes to cells look even i am struggling to explain it and i saw that in class listening to all this <laughs> no, i don't i don't want free, free radicals in the environment so when we're taking these um substances or these toxins in our everything you take everything in. you take in can have an adverse effect on the cells in your body so um we have things like bpa in plastic why do mm. they say we should stop using plastic because bpa can alter our cells either to make them cancerous or just what is a cancerous cell is a cell that mm -hmm. is doing something outside of what it's normally supposed to do mm -hmm. um so you have things like bpa you have things like um parabens your a lot of things in the cosmetics that we use these days um oh my brain has gone da, da, da. like those little beads in those um, yeah. oh, okay. funny funny things in yeah. creams exactly I just want to use this opportunity to remind everybody that your skin is an actual organ. Mm -hmm. 
your skin also happens to be the largest organ in you possess yeah. on your body. Mm-hmm. So anything that you put on your skin, your kidneys have to deal with. Yeah. Just think about that whenever you're about to rub anything. anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a lot of that oxidative stress can be mitigated with um, antioxidants, which vitamin E and vitamin C are examples of so internally or externally um, so i would say internally is more important than externally externally is more about aesthetics so people using yeah. vitamin c is just the aesthetic it's the way that um so pol- let's use pollution for instance i go outside um i my skin is absorbing everything in the environment we have um, oxidative stress from the sun rays that we're talking about you know and that's why you start to get darkening in your skin outside of melanin production right there's some element of it that is oxidative stress so people use vitamin c serum to brighten the appearance of the skin so it is Mm -hmm. reversing that oxidative stress it's like how people get age spots from Mm -hmm. being out in the sun vitamin c is something that they could use to remedy that so imagine that happening inside your body you would mitigate it with vitamin c or vitamin e right oh yeah well i guess this explains why vitamin c is always any small thing have you taken your vitamin c yeah yeah that's so, it so there's so that so one. basically it should be part of our it should be part of your daily especially if you live in a very polluted environment i mean not all of us can afford to bugger off to the countryside and find a small cottage somewhere and just <laughs> chateau living i'm due to visit the country soon Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so uh, what else do I take? Those are the core things. Because everything else is just sprinkle, sprinkle, you know. <laughs> a multivitamin, <laughs> because we have to talk about this baby in an episode. But let's not get sidetracked. Um, a multivitamin, because the truth is, with the way that uh, modern food production um, happens, we lose a lot of nutrients um, in transporting food from farms to being processed to getting to the country you know so there Basically is some level of um, a nutrient gap it will be different for different people um, dependent on the variety of your diet Where in the world you are exactly so most people will suggest taking a very good multivitamin um, just to bridge that gap as much as possible. So I think that that is everything, I think. Oh, I, I, still, I have one more question. So is so I'm, I'm guessing that you have your own, what do you call it, protocol mm-hmm. um, that you have designed yeah. for yourself mm-hmm. based on research. Yeah. And it includes magnesium, it mm-hmm. includes vitamin blah 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 is there anything else supplements are a very small part of that protocol and what are the other things so that are part what of do protocol? i do um i try to get as many oh 
the core of it is hydration drinking all your waters um, would you say would you say that or your nutrition like what is your, nu- um, I, how well, is now, your nutrition hydration is a focus for me because i don't drink as much water as i think i drink so i'm trying to be intentional about drinking two liters a day um and it doesn't have to be just ju- you know chugging water i can have i include teas in that you know herbal teas because half the spice of life can not come here to you know suffer um <laughs> water really is a struggle and um, it could also include juice but to a very small extent because um we also we're, we're also managing the sugar side of that fructose your juice is very high in fructose and there's a lot of implications with that for me in my own specific context um so i'm working on hydration i have diets dialed in for the most part because more often than not i'm eating mostly vegetables um the protein aspect of it is what i need to work on next because i'm not getting enough and protein in and it's such a struggle because protein is very satiating so Uh it's very hard to eat as much protein as i would optimally want to eat because i'm full like i'm not going to be eating for the sake of eating right Uh Um, you're saying you're supposed to eat more than you currently are yes um so one gram per one gram per pound 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 of body weight yeah (laughs) <laughs> sorry per yeah, pound a pound of body weight yeah so if you weigh 150 pounds you should be getting 150 grams of protein, of protein. daily i need to see what's 100 of daily, daily every day yes ma'am yeah what 150 grams of meat looks like oh god it's a steak like a whole one like a chunky steak so is interesting this this thing is interesting to me uh i guess partly both for personal and professional reasons, I have always been anti-supplement. I've always been like, you can get all this in your diet. You Mm. don't need to be supplementing stuff. But I guess as I have gotten older, I have started to to be a bit more lenient on that. For example, I had, I always thought that when I first heard about seasonal depression, I thought that was a joke. Like, ugh, white mm-hmm. people, you can't have come up with all these things. Oh, until I got here, and I remember my first Christmas in England, I wept <laughs> every day. It was like, I no, nobody told me that something was wrong. <laughs> I, would, I would just be like waiting for the bus and maybe somebody's panhandling, and I would start weeping. I'm not saying, I'm not, that's a cry. I was weeping. I was anyway. So now, as soon as it starts getting, as soon as days are getting shorter, my vitamin D is, um, my vitamin D is on deck. I'm not, I'm not arguing with. I'm not arguing with you. It will be fantastic. Give one second. (laughs) We no, we no longer, we no longer play. We now go to to play. I used to go to Holland and buy it for my mom. Now I, I toss. You are going for yourself. <laughs> no, I do toss a couple of bottles for myself at the same time. So, yes, definitely. I mean, 
there's a lot that has changed with how food is made how food is processed mm -hmm. we don't know a lot of what we're eating like when you actually see people who or even not even see people who the difference in i can tell the difference in certain foods when i eat them in nigeria versus here mm. so different like flavor wise so i can imagine what they're like nutrient wise which is why i'm now like you know what yes supplements can be helpful mm -hmm. my own thing and then i also feel like i'm a bit lazy to do the extent of research that you do chama um i'm blessed with the compulsory one i know <laughs> yeah. and i tend to i tend to sort of stay there mm -hmm. um but my fear with some of these things is that people can just take things and run with them things that are not necessarily realistic mm -hmm. um or or not properly researched as well because a lot of this a lot of things are have pros and cons mm -hmm. cons that may not even have been studied extensively enough now yeah. for example i had a gentleman come come in sometime this week and he said he wanted testosterone and i looked at his blood because he, this is not the first time he's asked for it yeah. i looked and checked and his testosterone levels were normal mm -hmm. and he's like well for a man his age yeah. he has friends who are he does um com he, he competes in a sport mm -hmm. and he has friends and he can that it's made such a huge difference mm -hmm. for them. And I know the effects that testosterone can have on cardiac health, for example. Mm -hmm. So I say to him Even that- on the mental with aggression, excessive aggression and things like that. You know, I say to him that I'm not going to prescribe it, you know, mm -hmm. but I can refer you to an endocrinologist who's mm -hmm. a specialist in hormones. Mm -hmm. And if they say, that you can have it then i can prescribe it but i'm yeah. not going to prescribe it for you and that's kind of what happens with a lot of these things being out there people not necessarily having the right knowledge base yeah. and just coming with all these funny requests mm -hmm. or doing things that could actually be harmful to them yeah so it's a very it's an area i'm very cautious about because mm -hmm. there's again you know you've mentioned a wide variety of things that we do that are actually biohacking mm -hmm. and it's for my my own message at every point is moderation yeah. and knowledge there's really nothing like knowledge because if you know and then the problem with that is where are people getting their knowledge from mm -hmm. you know are not reading unfortunately scientific papers are so boring yes and sometimes <laughs> yeah. hard to find but look i will yeah, slug through say, i will say expensive paper. i will read to read paper. to find sometimes um, you, it's easier to follow somebody on tiktok who says gives you a 15 second blurb yes whether they have you do not know yeah. however they has been shared one million times yes. so obviously you must, know, must, what be, must yeah. know what they're saying and that's so not true like yeah. i see some things sometimes i'm just like oh my god this is wildly harmful somebody will go and do this and 
you know, it is the healthcare service that will end up having to deal with the fallout if they even survive. Yeah, I fully agree. And I think that with that also is this thing about people wanting to take shortcuts. And the truth is, this is not a, it's not a shortcut. If you are truly biohacking you are changing your lifestyle it's more of a lifestyle thing as opposed to if i take this i'm going to get this result like it's it takes it's it's leveraging everything that you are doing to optimize your quality of life so what you should have front and center is it's about quality of life as opposed to performance or aesthetics so mm-hmm. I want to be able to wake up in the morning and not have brain fog. I want to be able to face my day and not be crippled by anxiety. I want to be able, you know, those are the things that, you know, I want to be able to optimize my body to where if I choose to have a child, I'm giving my child the best possible start. These yeah. are the things. It's not a question. What if of, I want to increase, improve my, increase, improve my performance as well? How would you, well, you mention? Well, yeah, so for it, like I mentioned before, like, like for what instance, would that if look I like? To, I'm trying if to... I want to improve my athletic performance, well, it's still a lifestyle thing because you are not, you are not doing it because oh, I want to be able to boss it at tennis, for instance. But I do want to be able no, to boss it at I'm tennis somewhere because what is underlying that is your physical condition. If you are going to take substances that will that will hamper your physical condition two three four years down the line would you still take it to do that oh i see what you mean so it's more of a lifestyle thing i'm thinking long term how this will benefit me oh no let me let me give you an example with me for example using myself when i was doing boxing i used to train on weekend saturday sunday Mm -hmm. so for example if i go out on friday night i'm there bearing in mind that anything i'm doing my coach expects to me at 7 a.m. Yep. So I would either have to maybe not drink or maybe not go out mm-hmm. so that I can get enough sleep mm-hmm. and I can wake up not hung over. Mm-hmm. Because I also know what it feels like <laughs> working <laughs> out <laughs> training. Yeah, you know, I think I just realized the effect that a night of drinking had on i guess when i go and play tennis but i think it was that time yeah. that we, we went out we didn't even want to leave the party somehow i made it 7 a.m to the tennis court and it was a struggle mm-hmm. like yeah you know it, it felt like like i kept like i kept telling my body you know come on you can hit the ball but i just like i just i just could not do it well i mean that being said will i stop drinking it's not this won't be an everyday thing now it's now you you will still drink it's just that you will do it with wisdom (laughs) so there were two more things there were two more things i wanted to touch on before we wrap it up the two things were um the supplements on the supplement side coq10 which i've recently discovered and i am loving um spell please c-o-q the letter number 10 um and so c o q 10 yeah so <laughs> sorry i just remembered a nivea ad from 
years and years ago it, now that i look at it and in the context of society now it was a bit racist but it's okay um, <laughs> there was a girl in it that said um, that said it in mandarin i believe and she was like christian shout and so <laughs> i can never forget that but that's very random aside um so what did you it impacts um, your mitochondria which is supposed to be the powerhouse of cells um, so it basically optimizes the efficiency of mitochondria um, and so if your if your cells have access to the necessary it's like a battery for your cells the mitochondria so if the battery for the cell is working optimally then hopefully the cell is also functioning optimally um, so that's what I take it for um, and I've seen I've seen I feel like it's doing something <laughs> but I haven't taken it long enough to um, I think I've only been taking it for a couple of months I I want to take it for longer before I can see that you know I love it well a quick um, Google search says fertility specialists also yes it. because it, it's part of my PCOS pro protocol um, so I mean like I said it's still new in the bouquet of things <laughs> so I can't speak too much on it and the other thing was carb cycling um, comes back to the conversation that I was talking about on diary of a CEO about women having following a moon cycle if you like where um, she was talking about timing or managing your diet with the phases in your cycle and so, so yes, different diet for different for phases. different phases if you look at for instance seed cycling some people cycle seeds in their diet based on the micronutrients requirements for different phases of your cycle so I, I this is not serious <laughs> this is what fully... it's so serious it is dead ass like i'm not i'm fully... not like even the book where i read this one is more <laughs> Uh -uh. I'm not fully um, versed in the seed cycling, so I wouldn't touch it. But the carb cycling, she was talking about how um, in the first half, the follicular phase of your cycle, that you need more fats um, to optimize your um, processes, active, your, your activities, your processes, whatever. Because the brain burns both glucose and ketones, which are for my keto people out there, you know what ketones are. If you don't, um, it's supposed to be a power source that's generated from fat. Um, so what the modern diet does and the modern way of eating does is that we eat three square meals, you're constantly feeding your body glucose and the brain isn't optimized because we're not getting enough ketones. And so focusing, since um, the first half of your cycle is when your brain's activities are supposed to be like super sharp your focus is supposed to be you know oh my god to optimize it you should um focus more she's not saying don't eat carbs it's just that you reduce the amount of carbs that you're getting and then you focus on adding good fats into your diet through things like olive oil avocados that sort of thing um to optimize you know um, your focus and being fats. able to get into it's not cheap to be a woman okay <laughs> and then coming into <laughs> and then coming into um ovulation and the second half of your 
um, of your cycle, you start to find things like getting cravings or, you know, and that's because your body is slowing down in preparation for either having a fertilized egg implanted or, you know, starting the cycle again, cleansing out, um, detoxifying the uterus as it were to restart the cycle and so you find that your focus is not on the same level you're getting a lot more brain fog um you're you're getting tired more you you're wanting to rest more and so you should honor that you should slow down maybe not take on as many projects or if you are the type who would accept like five ten meetings in a day you maybe cut down to about two so that you're having more downtime you're eating more carbs in that period you can have you know your, your chocolate is nice have more complex carbs so that even though it's an energy source you're not maxing out on calories those sort of things you indulge more in self-care you know if it means going to the spa or if it means you know doing an extra step in your skincare just nourish yourself in that way so essentially you are optimizing um different different um, stages of your cycle for optimal health as it were um so i thought that conversation was very fascinating but yeah you share it with us in in pardon she has to share it with us oh for sure for sure for sure i will um I found that conversation very um, fascinating and she has a very interesting take on fasting which I haven't really you know gotten into I haven't read the book yet um and so fasting is another biohack because once I hear fasting um, (laughs) like tapped out as it's not for me I'm not among of it (laughs) no no look things that things that anything that makes me feel overly restricted just doesn't work for me i just start just like my whole body just like why 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 can't we do this yeah. <laughs> imagine life yep. that's why i i will i will do the things that i am good at mm-hmm. and things i can't do mm-hmm. you know i will go to, i can go to the gym every day mm. but that i won't eat eba is not possible mm. Mm. that i'll see cake and walk past can never can be me you know, so to each everybody, should I would drink more. Everybody okay. should be playing to their strength. Look, the first time I had seventy-five hard, and there was no alcohol. Ah. I said, "Can't, couldn't. I can't help anybody this. with this." <laughs> yes, I did. But well, first, I was like, "Ah, no, 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 guys, no." Um. Yes, I when I did my own longevity not even deep dive just like hear what people have to say and what there is out there it really is interesting how much there is and there was this thing that there's this uh doctor dr peter atia Mm -hmm. he's written this Mm -hmm. book called live and it basically has to do with longevity and i was listening to him and if you andrew huberman that's Mm -hmm. another mm, a bit mental you yeah, know yeah. those science those real science plus gym yeah. plus tech bros he's a real, oh. like he's a real scientist like he's a physicist 
and and you, just you know I, I listen to this guy i'm like my g you're on a different level it's okay but i will still take the salt in my very water. different level <laughs> because hey, <laughs> no guys i mean like um, no, there's no code. Don't give me any code. Code no, anything. No, thanks. I'm not doing that. I'm not. <laughs> anyway, they have all these interesting things. So the Dr. Tia was talking about medicine 2.0 and medicine 3.0 oh, and how his, his patients, how, how they kind of work. Would I say work backwards? Like, mm. okay, so he gave this example that I thought was really interesting, right? In in medical practice there's this thing we call the q risk which is like measures your 10-year risk of heart disease i believe okay. if i say rubbish ignore it there's something <laughs> called q risk sharp it takes into account things like i guess your smoking status family history and all of that and then it calculates a risk and gives comes up with a number and then based on that we decide if we should be starting you on certain medications okay. now he gave he said that and then he said so that's the current approach of medicine of medicine mm -hmm. and it's kind of backwards because if you already know that these factors can cause these diseases these conditions mm -hmm. then why are you waiting he said it's like somebody starts smoking you know that smoking can cause lung cancer mm -hmm. and then you're like you know what i will just keep smoking just keep smoking it's fine it's fine and then at some point we will test you and then based on the results of that test say you know Without what now i think you should stop smoking <laughs> when what we should be doing is taking the cigarette out of your mouth the first time you yeah. smoke mm -hmm. i thought that was really interesting but at the same time where are the resources for mm. this sort of for this level of because this is a high level preventive medicine really where are the resources for this sort of things to actually happen he's talking about people getting dexa scans i'm like <laughs> if you are not a skilled woman sorry nobody's going to request dexa scan for you right. don't go and ask your doctor i'm telling you now waste your time you know exactly and then the out-of-pocket costs as well for places where people pay out of pocket mm. they're quite prohibitive so my message to everybody listening is learn you know do your research we're all going to die yep. don't go overboard yep. you know do the ones you can with and and always think about your always remind yourself that your out your goals and your outcomes and your composition are all different like chama said it's bio individual so what is working for chama might not work for me because we don't have the same issues we don't have the same um genetic makeup so going based off of her example and wanting to uphold that or might not work for me so it's up to me to try things and see what works for me and what doesn't work for me and leave the one that doesn't work yep. don't 
trying to kill yourself on fasting top of oh i'm example oh, for me everybody was doing intermittent fasting from <laughs> i said what is all this please after how many days i said please i'm not doing it again but there was a season <laughs> where i was able to do three day water fast five day water fast look 2021 i was on it you know i i did a why you know at the time for me it was mostly spiritual maybe that was why i was able to do it but in terms of the physical benefits i can see why people do it it's just not for me i can't do it like the first day before we reach night i've swallowed ever let me just turn out for free so, <laughs> <laughs> these are the issues but i have one last biohack for you guys um in everything that you do hostel make money because most <laughs> 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 importantly in most important make money because money is a medicine in and of itself that good food you want to eat is money <laughs> that magnesium you want to buy is money <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not saying that you should go and lose your mind in the pursuit of money because on a very serious note um one of the things that um people talk about is how having a purpose in life um gives you a reason to live to get by from day to day um when you have situations where people have an excess amount of money they lose their purpose because it's like it's either you are doing everything in your power to maintain that money to the detriment of your health of everything else or maybe you're born into money and you've never had to work for anything and so you don't have any purpose in life so the idea is to have enough to have a good life but still have purpose so there's that and socialize be around people like hit your friends up it's also a biohack it helps with you know mm -hmm. your mood with your mental state like everything plays into each other emotional so, yeah. emotional well-being yeah. is a major pillar mm -hmm. in your overall health mm -hmm. you know if you are carrying around stress if you're not somebody who has people that you can unburden to or share with or talk to and you keep internalizing stuff you will get sick and it won't be the type that medicine can kill. <laughs> you have to go to the mountain. No, but really, like I can't, I can't, I can't tell you how many times like I see somebody and they give me all these complaints, list all these physical complaints, and I say, okay, so tell me what has changed at home recently. And then there's been like a bereavement or a breakup or something, and that is literally what is triggering this barrage of physical symptoms that are not necessarily related mm -hmm. no blood tests are showing up anything so yeah um emotional health yeah. emotional well-being another fantastic book mental health related to this if you want to read more is the body keeps the score um fascinating fantastic now we're getting book. into epigenetics and that's a whole other whole game fantastic. which i love um, <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you said you don't read fantastic. no fiction um, I don't know. There's a there's a thing well. That can apparently, we lied <laughs> clearly <laughs> because oh, clearly. another one since we're recommending books. Or should we just throw everything in the show notes? Um, maybe we'll just put everything in the show notes. But this one is more about um, 
sexual health, but not from a physical perspective, from a mental perspective. Um, yeah. Is that the twins? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I, do I haven't so. read that one. I love that book so much. Like, it was life-changing. I would go so far as to say it was life-changing. <laughs> In case everybody can't tell, I'm squeezing my face here because <laughs> it's on my name. You'll be okay. But yeah, we'll put all the recs in the show notes. Have a ball. They're fantastic books. Um, thank you, ladies, for indulging one of my passions in life. <laughs> thank you for sharing so openly with us. Yes. And for enlightening you. us Always. because I definitely learned one or two things today. Yes, more than two. That means. <laughs> the only thing I have is let's not do this first in the morning again. That's all. But yeah. Anyway, good I'm talk. glad that you are the one that scheduled this. I have to say that. Good talk. <laughs> good talk. Yeah. Cheers. Alright, ladies. Until next time. Bye.